Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. I'm glad you joined me for this segment. Hey, we're going to talk about quiet quitters. Have you ever heard of that? It's a new term. In HR departments around the country, especially in America, but I know many of you listen abroad and from your country, I would bet you're facing this as well. It's those people, and I'll say those in parentheses, it's those people who do just enough. They don't want to overexert themselves. They don't want to work too hard. They're starting to put the, I'm going to give just enough to get the paycheck. I'm going to do just enough to not get fired hey, my company can't survive without me anyway, so this is all I'm going to give. We're going to talk about that and how that impacts your children and how you can be preparing your kids to really take the marketplace by storm. Now, this edition of Equipped to Be is brought to you by Homeschooling Today magazine. So glad that they're a sponsor. I have been a columnist for Homeschooling Today for over 10 years. Most of you that have listened to this podcast, you know, I homeschooled my children and they went on to college and it just kind of led me to uh, accepting this post as a columnist. So I write an article that's usually released four times a year called Growing Relationships Through Parenting and Education. And it just was a natural fit. If you're considering homeschooling or maybe you homeschool or you just want to know more about it, all of the writers, not just myself are parents that have been at it a long time. They are in the trenches or they have raised their children and they share tidbits of truth and wisdom to help you. The whole goal is to help you parent well and to homeschool your children and give them an education that will help stand the test of time. And how fitting to have them as a sponsor for this particular episode. So if you have not subscribed to Homeschooling Today, I would encourage you to do it. I'll have their subscription in the show notes, homeschoolingtoday.com. Check it out. I think you'll really enjoy it. We're just grateful to have them as a sponsor. We're very proud to have them as part of this episode. So let's go back to quiet quitter, shall we? How many of you have seen that trend? It can be apparent when our kids are little, they do just enough cleaning of their bedroom to pass the parent test, or they've done just enough in their math homework, or in their writing assignment, you know, they didn't want to give too many sentences in that paragraph, just enough. Frankly, friends, I think that's something that's plaguing and that is having a detrimental impact, not just on the marketplace, but in the character of our children, in the character of our culture, albeit wherever you live. We are not to be a just do enough to get by People, that's not what we are supposed to be about. We're supposed to be running a race, not strolling. Now, I'm not one to say, hey, let's spend every bit of our waking days working. 
Now, I do have a propensity towards being a bit of a workaholic. It is something that I've always had to balance. Why? I love what I do. But this quiet quitter mindset where I'd give just enough. I don't want to overdo it here. I just want to get that paycheck. We work to get paid. That's the incentive. And that's what we're losing. You can see it in article after article or on TV news segments where people are losing the understanding of work. You know, the Bible says if a man doesn't work, man or woman, right? If we don't work, we don't eat. But we have more and more people who don't want to work and want to eat and go shopping. They want you to pay their way. And I know this is a bit controversial. It's not a topic we usually touch on. But I think as it relates to raising our children, we need to up our game and we need to help our children see this is a breakdown in the marketplace. This is a gap, so to speak. And if you have older kids, this is an excellent opportunity for case studies for your kids. Point it out. Look at the kid who is on the sports team and they do just enough. Maybe they partially run down if they, you know, my kids played basketball. And instead of like running all the way down the court, like hustling, they stroll. Or they run a little bit and then they kind of walk a little fast. Or maybe they don't go at all. We need to teach our children the importance of excellence and greatness, the importance of absolutely giving it your best. Now, your best is going to be very different from somebody else's. Your children need to give their best because their best is not going to be as good as somebody else's. That doesn't mean it's bad or wrong. It just means we need to teach our children to give it our best. Sure, there's a balance. There's a balance between working too much, which I've recently been speaking to a lot of families, a lot of parents especially who feel the weight of the economy. They feel the weight of rising prices and and the fears and concerns. And several of them have taken on either extra work at their current employment or they're taking a couple of odd jobs. I see more and more stay-at-home moms that have side gigs. So they're getting up at four or five in the morning. There's nothing wrong with getting up at four and five in the morning. I mean, I get up usually at five on the regular anyway, but they're getting up extra early. They're trying to throw in a few hours of work here or there. And then they're trying to do all that they need to do to teach their children, to get them to school, to get them fed, to get some laundry done, maybe get the house picked up. And then it's a break in the afternoon. They're trying to plow through maybe emails, phone calls, the like. And then they get dinner, they get kids to bed. And instead of relaxing and if they're married, spending time with their spouse or decompressing, they're throwing down a few more hours and they're working and they're sleeping maybe 12 to three or one to four. And that's really all the sleep they can get. Now, I will say in full disclosure, there were many years when I was running various organizations that that was my normal. You know, I would listen to my teenagers till one in the morning. I'd crash into bed. And then my little ones would be up usually about 6.30. And I was trying to work out. So hence my getting up at five, I was trying to exercise before that. And it's a crazy vicious cycle. I'm on the other side of that. And I am able to say to you, it took a toll on my body. That's for a whole nother conversation. But our, you know, our bodies can't sustain that. It can for a little while. But when I think about 
this nation or this generation of quiet quitters who they don't want to put in too much time. They've maybe believed the assumption, and there is a balance, clearly. We don't sacrifice our family for work. So there's really two parts to this. So stay with me here, okay? There are those who have been led to believe that I need to pursue my career and climb the corporate ladder and ascend to a certain dollar amount or a certain title amount or power prestige. And then there are those who's like, hey, I just don't want to exert myself too much. I want to make sure I have me time. There's a balance between all of that. But when we're specifically talking about not wanting to give our best, I think as a parent, all that you've been teaching your children to pursue excellent, to give it their best, to find that elusive balance that's different for all of us, here are some points that we need to consider. Corporations, businesses, the marketplace, they're looking for the kind of workers, the kind of thought leaders, the kind of entrepreneurs that know how to put in a really good day of work. It's not an afterthought. It's not a, when I get to it, when I finish this game, when I finish doing X, Y, Z, then I'll go work. We work to afford a lifestyle we want to provide for our family. We work because God says to work heartily, to work hard. If you teach the characteristics to your kids, the character qualities of perseverance and diligence, of determination, of grit, of hard work, you're setting them up to step into a multitude of positions that will be available to them. Even while they're in high school, we don't want to teach our kids to be mediocre, to be solely focused on on them or what others can give or do for them, but on how we can add value and make a difference and make contributions to the society at large, to the community. And as I've been hearing more and more people talk about this, I was recently speaking with a group of 11th and 12th graders. I am a master strengths coach. So as a Clifton Strength Finders coach, I was teaching them through that discovery process of understanding what is good and right about them and understanding what their talents are and understanding that you know they are uniquely designed to be able to fulfill a specific calling. And when they understand that, they don't waste a lot of time trying to figure out who they are and all that stuff. They're able just to step into it and add knowledge and skills to that. When we teach our children that we have to work hard, that people aren't just handed a life, they build a life, they build a career, they build a family, they continually add knowledge that they apply to whatever career, knowledge bank, relationship that they come in contact with. So whether people feel like, hey, I'm just working to make the boss rich, I believe that is a narrative that has been put out there to disincentivize us from actually working hard. Somehow that it's all supposed to be fair, somehow that at 18 or 19 or 15, that I should actually be running the company where I actually have no skin in the game. I don't have any investment. I haven't put my mortgage, my home, my livelihood on the line. 
there are times we step into and we have to learn. Like I was telling these high schoolers, there are things about you that are exceptional. And then there are things about you that you don't do very well. And you need to learn how to find others that can come alongside you and help you, or that you can learn to say, okay, the Lord can give me exactly what I need to be able to do this for now, but I'm not going to be able to sustain this for very long. But I am curious, have you found your kids kind of not wanting to exert themselves? Have you seen maybe in your own family, and and probably a lot of the listeners here haven't, because I know y'all are amazing, and you are teaching your kids to be hard workers, to be diligent. There's some of your kids, though, that aren't as hardworking as others, and we want them to become that. We want them to understand that we're building something because we are made to build something. We are made to add value to the lives around us. We're made to improve the community by our efforts, by our skill set, by our knowledge. You know, we're made to make things, not because we need to make things, but because things need to be made. Just listen to that for a second. Somebody's going to make them. Why not you? They need to be made. And you have the skills, you have the knowledge, you, you have the know-how, do you have the drive? And that's what we have to emulate. That's what we have to model for our children. See, when we make things, it reminds us that we still have purpose and a place. And when we sit back, it hurts our morale. It hurts our self-esteem. It makes it hard to kind of get up because what are we actually doing? Whether that's maybe even you, but it's certainly our children, our middle schoolers, high schoolers, and teenagers. See, life can be rather boring and dull. Everything is not a highlight reel or a viral reel on TikTok. If we don't, life will just swallow us. It'll swallow your kids. We have to see the vision of our purpose of making things that others use, sharing knowledge that others can glean from. We have to be that gap filler that we see getting bigger and bigger in our society and in our culture. We have to make the life. Our work shouldn't be a negative. It shouldn't be something that we constantly dread, although it's okay to dread what you have to do for a while because you gotta put groceries on the table. You gotta pay the rising electric costs. You gotta gotta pay the bills. Nobody's gonna be there. No government is going to be there to just dole out enough money to afford a lifestyle. A lesson, of course, you're going for mediocrity, but we're not raising a generation to be mediocre. We're raising a generation to lead, to be innovators, to be risk takers. We're not raising our kids to shine a light on themselves. We we want to raise our kids to make a difference and an impact. We want them to know how to shine the light a bright light for others that they can see that that gives hope and that gives practical help. And for that to happen, we have to model it. We have to talk about it. We have to instill those attributes in our kids every day. The ones that want to procrastinate, we have to show them 
how not to be procrastinators, but how to get things done. Sure, there's seasons where we're going to struggle with that. And there is a unique balance between the hustle and the grind of work and the enjoyment of having fun and playing. There is a balance between that, and the balance is different for everyone. But in, in a culture that we see this mindset of, this is enough, this is good enough, we want to encourage our children to not believe that and adopt that and to let that mindset become theirs, because that's what we see happening. And when we start hearing about it more and more in the news, we as parents have an opportunity to exhort and encourage our kids. And when they're young, to push them a little harder. It doesn't mean it's negative. It doesn't mean that it's in an unkind way. But we exhort others by giving them a picture of what the possibilities are. Maybe it's a competition that they've entered. Maybe it's a race they want to run or a team they want to play for. There's nothing too small for our kids to do that's beneath them. And I believe that's what we're seeing is a lot of these positions that are available are beneath us. There's nothing beneath us. There's no job too small that we can't excel at. There's nothing that we can do that isn't adding value somewhere to someone that makes a difference, that can't earn income or doesn't reflect on who God is. I would say that God was pretty busy when he was creating all that is, and that is our model. That's our example. So as we think about preparing our kids, the school year has just begun. We know kids around the world have gotten behind in their learning of knowledge and understanding in their education, some more than others, but we don't have to let that be us. As parents, I'm going to encourage you, don't accept that. Kids can regain what was lost. I know, don't listen to the news. Everything's a headline and a soundbite. If your kids are struggling, you can help them get caught back up. Give them a why. Why does it matter? And how does it apply to their life? And how does it impact their life? It's interesting, even with you and I, if we know why we need to do something, maybe it's just fulfill a contract. Maybe it's to... Uh, help with planning something, when we have a real good understanding of why, there can be this motivation inside of us. We have to help our kids have that motivation so they don't become mediocre, so they don't become half-hearted. We have to help them see what can be when they see an opportunity, when they apply themselves, when they work a little harder. Now, understand I'm not talking about excessive but I am talking about being diligent and faithful and working your best for whoever it is that you're working for, because that's how we help our kids. That's how we're going to set them up to make a huge impact in the culture and in our society and in the marketplace. We don't want to create another generation as much as possible that wants to do as little as possible, period. The whole work smarter, not harder. No, work hard and smart. I don't think those are two separate. They're yes and yes. Work harder and work smarter. And guess what? You're able to help them do both. 
when idle conversations about why does it matter creeps in, and they do, it does creep in, help them see why it does matter. Give them a picture of how they're changing the world. They're changing their community. Changing your community can lead to changing the world. Don't let your kids get so lofty they lose the here and now in search of all that possibly could be. They got to start somewhere. Start with teaching them the work ethic of not being a quiet quitter, but a diligent worker, a worker that needeth not to be ashamed, the worker that comes home knowing I gave it my best while I was there and I'm going to lay it down and I'm going to be with my family. I'm going to play. I'm going to do whatever they do, what your family does. But there's a certain amount of pride, and I don't mean pridefulness, but there's a certain amount of pride that comes with just knowing I gave my best. A certain amount of self-esteem that develops. I don't mean egotism. I just mean a self-esteem of knowing I'm doing this today because it will make a difference later. I'm gaining knowledge. I'm gaining skill. I'm gaining talent. All of those translate into another job, a bigger paycheck. Maybe it's a different title or position, or maybe it's even starting your own company. But if you want your children to really seize an opportunity in the marketplace, whether they're 10 or 20, giving them that mindset that they don't just do enough, we do our best and we give it all that we can for that moment. And then we do the next thing. That wraps up this edition, I just felt really challenged in my thinking as I was working with these kids about helping them find their purpose and understanding how to utilize the gifts and strengths. Now, I will say in the show notes, we're going to reference back. I've done several podcasts about strength finders, about identifying your strengths and understanding your strengths. I've done several podcasts on that because I am really passionate about it. It's different than just knowing how to love others, which is what love languages does. And you can go back and listen to this. We'll make sure, go over to ConnieAlberts.com and you can find uh, those episodes. We'll link those in the show notes and help your kids understand that. You're on a journey together. You're shaping, forming, and molding them. doesn't mean you're dragging, pushing them and trying to coerce them. No, they will willingly want to go in a place that is intriguing and inviting. Because like I have said, your kids are designed for adventure. They're designed for exploration, their design for creativity and innovation. And what better time while they're in your home before they leave the nest and they kind of see how others have a less than stellar work ethic. You instill the work ethic in your home day upon day as you go, little bit by little bit. And it adds up to when they leave your home, when they step into college, when they step into the marketplace or trade school, they immediately start to stand out. I mean, they'll stand out before. They'll immediately start to stand out because you saw a bigger vision and you saw a gap and you said, no, that's not going to be the family that we are. Our kids are going to work harder. Our kids are going to know how to work. Our kids are going to understand the marketplace and we're going to help them. If you've enjoyed this podcast and we're so grateful that you tune in every week, it just blesses us. We've just had more and more listeners. And thank you for telling your friends about equip to be Often I'll get a message here or there through social media or through Connie at ConnieAlberts.com. We'll get some emails that come through. If you have some topics you would like for us to cover, maybe specifically on parenting, 
maybe some other topics you would like to talk about a little bit more, let me know. Send us an email at contact at and share your ideas. We'll discuss them with our team and then uh, we may be able to do a couple of podcasts on that. But so thank you for tuning in to this edition of Equip to Be and I look forward to seeing you next week. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.